630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Updating the Stanley Cup playoffs early in the third. Toronto leading Boston 3-1. Two for Marner. One for Nylander. Bergeron has the only goal for Boston. Late in the second period, Capitals lead the Hurricanes 3-zip. Two for Backstrom, one for Ovechkin. Avalanche and Flames will face off in about an hour. Masters, round one in the books. DeChambeau and Kepka tied for the lead. Six under. Mickelson is five under. Woods is two under. He's tied for 11th. The Blue Jays lead the Red Sox 5-4. That one is in the top of the sixth. We are live in Lacombe at the Allard Cup. We are at the Gary Moe Auto Group Sportsplex. The second quarterfinal coming up in a little less than an hour. It'll be Innisfail against Hout Matawaska. This afternoon, a 4-2 win for Rosetown over Southeast. And I am told that Lacombe, the host team, will play Rosetown in the semifinal tomorrow at 8. So that means it'll be Stony Creek out of Ontario taking on the winner of this game at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Reed Wilkins... In Lacombe, before I trucked down this afternoon, I uh, popped over to uh, Commonwealth Fieldhouse and I caught up with Eskimos linebacker Corey Jones. Well, Corey, ready to roll into the new season and you got to get all the video and promotional stuff out of the way. How do you, how do you like putting on the uniform and you don't get to hit anybody? Uh, you know what? It's almost like a little bit of a pump fake, uh, but it, it does feel uh, phenomenal to get up here, be back in the facility, see a lot of familiar faces that I've been missing the last couple months, and uh, more than anything, put the uniform back on. You know, to have the Eskimos across my chest with my last name on, on this green and gold jersey, man. That's uh, that's what I've been missing for the last few months. So it feels great. How was your off season? Do anything exciting or different? Uh, not too much different, no. Um, exciting, you know, uh, in my book, it was some exciting things, but by some, uh, probably wasn't too much. For me, it was uh, it was the off-season of training, getting my body right, but I also work when I go home in the off-season. I work at a, a sports performance facility down there called Lando Performance. It's uh, it's a top facility in the country, and we work with a lot of uh, elite athletes coming out of college, professional athletes, uh, high school athletes, trying to uh, get to the next level. So uh, that's why I spent my off-season, you know, around other athletes, uh, other hunger for the game, hunger to get better. So to me, that's that, that's fun. Did you watch the Super Bowl as a defensive player? Did you? Were you like, yeah, this is more like it after last year's shootout? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's uh, for viewers and for entertainment factors. Uh, you know, I understand how games like that are a little uh, boring for folks to watch, but uh, you know, I think for the people that truly enjoy football, you can find the beauty in, in a game like that. Um, to me, I love to watch great defensive play, so it's, it, it was fine for me. I enjoyed it. The offseason for the Eskimos, man, there were a lot of changes. I'll, I'll take it, I guess, back to J.C. retiring. A little bit of a surprise, I think, at the time, though I know I got to talk to him, and he said, you know, I'd been thinking about it. It was something that was there when, I don't know if you heard or he told you he was he was going to hang him up, but uh, what did you think of J.C. moving on to a, well, it turned out to a different team after it was all said and done. Yeah, it certainly did. Uh, like you said, there was a lot of, a lot of, Changes, uh, big changes, and a lot of new faces. You know, I got to the locker room this this morning for the first time since uh, since I left town, and um, you know, a lot of new a lot of new nameplates around there. But in regards to JC, um, it wasn't quite as, as a surprise to me. Uh, you know, he's one of my best friends in life, one of my dearest friends, and you know, I, I'm, I'm, he feels the same. So. Uh, 
he had obviously talked to me a little bit about it. So I, I was, you know, wasn't totally sure if it was going to happen, but I was aware that it was a possibility. So it wasn't quite a surprise for me when he did pull the trigger. Um, but uh, couldn't be happy for the man. Uh, phenomenal career. And before anything, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a great football player, but he's an even better person, better leader, better teammate. Um, and I think uh, obviously we'll, we'll miss him on the field. Uh, on game days, but his presence will be be felt uh, or or more sorely missed day in and day out around the locker room as a, as a leadership role and as an example. Um, you know, he, he just uh, salt of the earth. You can't get any better than that. So I think that's where the organization will uh, will feel his presence missed the most. Free agency day was crazy. So I don't I don't know where you were or how you were following everything, but it was like, okay, Harris, uh, Ellingson. Rogers, oh Larry Dean, oh another line, oh, another oh Anthony Orange, <laughs> like were you taking all that in? And what was your reaction as you saw all these names? And I know Mike went out, so that's a big name, but all these guys being added. Yeah, I was trying not to actually. I'm not a big social media platform guy. Uh, you know, I don't have Twitter. I rarely am on the, the Instagram and things like that. Um, so uh, being aware of what kind of day it was and all the moves being made, I tried to. Uh, so I wasn't on my phone every half hour looking for something. I just tried to wait till. Uh, the end of that night, next morning, to kind of get it all at once and then digest it all then. So that, that was my approach to it. And, uh, yeah, a lot, a, lot, a lot of moves made around the league in general. But, uh, yeah, a, a lot for us. And uh, you're going to have some new guys to get to know in the linebacking core. And I mentioned uh, Larry Dean, who was East nominee for player, Defensive Player of the Year with Hamilton last year. What do you know about Larry? Um, I, I've never met Larry uh, uh, personally. Um, and, uh, you know, I've... Uh, obviously watched him play and have a big respect for the way he plays uh, in between those white lines on the field. And uh, I've also, like I said, never met him personally, but I've heard a lot of great things about him as a high character guy, good locker room guy. So I'm very excited to, uh, uh, to get to know him and, and to develop a relationship and, uh, you know, help this team uh, win a great cup. You got Philip Lawley rejoining the Eskimos yeah. as defensive coordinator. He was here in 2015. I got to talk to him shortly after he was hired, and he said, he said, look, I got a coach to the strengths of my athletes, but he goes, my default position is to bring pressure. If I got the guys to do that, I want to do that. Would you love hearing that as a defensive player? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Coach Lawley. Uh, um, you know, he's also one of those people that he's a great football coach, but an even better person. Um, and and, and uh, I truly believe that. So I couldn't be more excited to get another year, um, an opportunity to work with him and improve. And, and you know, he, he uh, the way he coaches and the way he leads by example allows me to one grow as a player but also grow as a person as well um and his philosophies uh you know if we can put pressure on quarterbacks and create turnovers and you know th that that truly helps a ball club win games so i'm very excited to get rolling with that all right uh just a little over a month till training camp formally starts what's on the menu for you over the next four or five weeks uh, just trying to polish it up, you know. I've been had a great off season of training and work, so I'm ready to go. If we had to go tomorrow, we'd get it done. But uh, thankfully, um, bittersweet, I guess. You know, we have a, a month left, so uh, just kind of uh, maintaining, finish up some loose ends at home, and get ready to come back up here and get started. Thanks for your time. All the best. Of course. Thank you very much for having me. That is Corey Jones checking in, the linebacker for the Edmonton Eskimos. And uh, interesting offseason for him because when J.C. Sherritt retired, he might have been thinking, okay, that is my spot. But then the Eskimos signed Larry Dean, the outstanding linebacker to Saskatchewan. They didn't stop there. Javon Santos knocks out of Winnipeg and Don Unamba out of Hamilton, who's actually more of that cover linebacker position. But I have heard this a lot 
from Eskimos players and CFL observers that the biggest off-season addition, the most significant off-season addition by the Edmonton Eskimos was Philip Lawley, the new defensive coordinator. He was here in 2015 working with Chris Jones on that excellent defense that went on to win the Grey Cup for the Eskimos, and uh, and now he is back, and he has said it several times. He wants to bring pressure. Now he said, I, I'll coach to the strengths of my athletes. Can't try to force something that isn't there, but he wants to bring pressure and have a little more variety in the defense than we saw last year under Mike Benavides, who I do think was limited by some of the, the talent and maybe the cover abilities, especially in the secondary. But that, I think, that defensive coaching, that defensive coordinator, Philip Lawley, will be the, the biggest change for the Eskimos. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline going into the 2019 season. We are live in Lacombe at the Allen Cup. We have another special guest coming up when we get back. All right, thanks for tuning in today. We are live in Lacombe for the Allen Cup. Four games left in the tournament. Quarterfinal coming up at 8, two semifinals tomorrow, and then the championship game on Saturday. So the uh, host, Lacombe Generals, will play Rosetown in a semifinal tomorrow at 8 o'clock here at the Gary Moe Auto Group Sportsplex. The uh, title sponsor of the tournament this year is Viking Projects, an oil field services company based right here in Lacombe, and uh, one of the owners of Viking Projects joins me now, Rob Wilson. Rob, great to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, thanks for having me. I don't know if you had a choice. I think Jeff McInnes just said you got to go do this, so thanks. <laughs> You might have called me out a little yeah, bit. Thanks yeah, thanks for acting like flattered that you're doing this. But uh, <laughs> no, seriously, uh, I, I do appreciate you stopping by. Uh, you know, Jeff and I were talking about that the great thing about the Allen Cup, and I know this from when I worked in Lloyd, though unfortunately the Border Kings haven't had a team for a few years, but the connection between the team and the community. Now, the Generals did did come over from, from Bentley uh, three or four years ago, uh, but tell me a little bit about what they have meant to Lacombe. Well, I, I think it gives everybody an outlet on the weekends here to uh, have a good time and enjoy some uh, high-level hockey. Yeah, and uh, having the Allen Cup here, why why was it important for your company to get on board with it? Well, I, I think, one, it, it was a real cool experience for our company to be uh, totally engaged within our community, and uh, a lot of our employees are here tonight and stuff and uh, have been here every night uh supporting and volunteering so it's been a it's been a total uh, corporate effort for us to uh, be engaged in our community and and opportunities like this only come along once and once in a blue moon so we uh we jumped on it we're uh we're fully behind the generals and the uh allen cup uh they kind of uh support what we're all about and uh what we're what we bring to the community and uh bring the spotlight back onto Lacombe and the generals for sure well and, and it is it, it, it is kind of cool I, I mean look 
I, I live in Edmonton now. I cover the Oilers, and a lot of, I, I get a lot of, and I'll tell stories from working at Lloyd and telling people I'm going, I, you know, I get a lot of, like, what, what, what's the Allen Cup again? And I'll say, well, senior hockey, and I get the, so what, like they're over 60? Like, why would you go cover that? And I'm like, no, it's like men. It's, it's so it, it is interesting how in Lacombe, it's, you know, there's such that strong connection, but, uh, you know, in other parts of the country, it's it's kind of, to, to, to me, it's kind of sad. It's become a bit of an unknown term. I mean, you were just talking off air, though, how prestigious this cup is. And when there were six teams in the NHL, the, probably the next best six hockey teams in the world were the senior teams playing for the Allen Cup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like uh, like I think we talked, I think it's the oldest uh, minor sports trophy in Canada. And, uh, and uh, you got to be at a high level to be playing this game. And uh, I think... I think for some of the young kids in the arena here, the generals have really brought uh, uh, an eye-opening experience for them on on maybe life after minor hockey and stuff. And uh, um, if you don't make the NHL, you can still play at a high level. And uh, and I think for the fans here, it's it's great. They've had a they've had a real great week. And uh, every year when the generals uh, ice a team, it's uh, it's always top shelf, and uh, they get a, a really great experience. And you are uh, a lifelong Lacombe resident? Yes, absolutely. I, I got a stupid question for you. What do you call someone from Lacombe? Can't be a Lacomer. <laughs> I love Lacombian. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We, we always we always tell everybody we're from L.A., so. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you've you, what can you say about the, uh, the sports scene? In Lacombe, I mean, now the generals are big. I'm sure minor hockey gets support. Uh, has there been, you know, the high school's good? What sort of is is the vibe for that here in the city? I, I think uh, I think sports in general is uh, is really uh, got a great uh, support group in Lacombe. Um, like uh, for a small town, we have we have a turf field for football. Um, I think anything sports-minded within our community, I think everybody, for for whatever reason, just for the love of any competitive game, they uh, they get behind it, and uh, and that's what one of the things that really make our community great is that everybody gets behind um, any any activity that's going on in town, and uh, we're we're behind it 100%. Well, Ron, it's great. Or sorry, Rob, it's great to have you drop by. Uh, exciting game this afternoon, and now Innisfail coming up against Hout Matawa. So who is, there's going to be some Innisfail fans here. Oh, yeah. Who are the Lacombe fans going to be cheering for? The other Alberta <laughs> team, or they want the, their league rival to get knocked out? Uh, I got friends on Innisfail too, so uh, <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> uh, I, th- I think there's going to be a lot more Innisfail fans here for sure. Well, I, I yes, I, I would wager that for sure. Uh, and the Panthers all the way from the Maritimes, obviously. Rob Wilson from Viking Projects. This is the Viking Projects uh, Allen Cup in Lacombe. Uh, I, again, thanks for stopping by. And, and great job supporting the tournament. It's been a fun week, and enjoy the rest of it. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. Thanks. All right. We are going to uh, take you to the 7.30 news. We'll quickly update the NHL scoreboard here. Maple Leafs leading the Bruins 3-1. That's with seven minutes left. Oh, my Boston in four prediction is not looking good right now. Well, who knows? They still might rally. Capitals up 3-0 on the Hurricanes. That is after 2. And the Avalanche and the Flames will face off at uh, 8 o'clock. Just those three games tonight. And then we'll have four series resuming tomorrow, including the Blues and the Jets. St. Louis walking into Winnipeg and silencing the whiteout. So here's my question. You use whiteout to cover a mistake. 
what did St. Louis use to cover the whiteout? Like super whiteout? I don't know. We'll have to find that out. We will uh, tee up the Alberta Junior Hockey League Championship Series with Bram Steven when we get back. He's the coach of the Spruce Grove Saints. They're going to be taking on the Mighty Brooks Bandits. And don't forget, some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Don't forget about their brunch, Northern Chicken style, buttermilk biscuits, sausage gravy, and smashed potatoes. Sundays, 11 a.m. until 2. Visit northchickenyeg.com. Blue Jays leading the Red Sox. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> the magic of the internet updating right before your eyes. It is now 5-5. Red Sox just scored to tie it in the bottom of the seventh. DeChambeau and Kepka tied for the lead at the Masters. Six under. Maple Leafs leading Boston 3-1 with three and a half minutes left. Capitals up 3-0 on the Hurricanes going into the third. Calgary home to Colorado at the top of the hour. Reed Wilkins live in Lacombe at the Allen Cup. They're on the ice for the warm-up for the second quarter final. The Innisfail Eagles, coached by Brian Sutter, t- set to take on Hout Metawaska in from the uh, Maritimes representing New Brunswick. Earlier today in the other quarterfinal, it was Rosetown getting by the Manitoba champions, Southeast Prairie Thunder, by the score of 4-2. The Edmonton Oil Kings, of course, swept Calgary last night with a 6-0 victory. So the Oil Kings go on to the conference final. Who will they play? Well, it'll be a few days before we find out for sure. PA and Saskatoon are tied 2-2 in their best of seven. Game five tomorrow in PA. Game six Sunday in Saskatoon. If they need a seventh game, it'll be back in Prince Albert on Tuesday. The Alberta Junior Hockey League final starts tomorrow in Brooks as they take on the Spruce Grove Saints, who are coached by this man, Bram Steven. Bram, welcome back to Inside Sports. You're on with Reed. How are you doing? Doing well, Reed. Thanks for having me on. It is great to talk to you. Congratulations on, on making the league championship series. And uh, an interesting road for you guys to get there, Bram. So I want you to, I want you to take me through that. I, I know you were, uh, at least judging by the standings, a slight underdog going into the second round against Bonneville. You guys were third. They were second. But you came out with a series sweep, winning the first two in Bonneville and then finishing off at home. Tell me about about uh, about that series. I mean, I, I, you know, a sweep is kind of rare, I think, when you get into that part of the playoffs. So how'd you do it? Yeah, I think uh, early on in the series in Bonneville, the games were quite intense. Uh, both in game one and game two, we had to come back from behind at some point. Game two, we were down 3 nothing in the first period. But we were playing well and uh, kind of stuck to it there. And game ended up in double overtime where we were able to uh, cap it off. I think after game two, you could tell that we had momentum and we had we had energy on our side. Our group looked a lot more fresh than, than our opponent and then coming back home, we were able to take advantage of, of uh, I think, a little bit of an advantage in, in that regard. And uh, yeah, we took four good games together and came up and sweep with the really nice and got some time off which we hadn't had in a while prior to that. So that was really beneficial going into the North Final there against Sure Park. Now, how did you approach the, I mean, so you got the longest possible break between series. Obviously, your, your players had been had been playing a lot, and a lot of them will, you know, have school responsibilities and things like that. So how did you handle that, that break? Yeah, it was something that we're a little bit used to from the year prior. We had a three-act break like that um, between series. And, so we had a bit of a template in place for that. 
took a day off and practiced for a couple of days, took a, a weekend off, and then and then gave a good, uh, we call it a college week, where we practiced Monday and Thursday and played Friday Saturday. So um, stay up. We, we play a lot of smaller games in our practices, so that uh, makes the guys feel like they're in game shape and, and, and competition level high. We got an opportunity to clean up a lot of things we hadn't worked on in a while. All right, Bram. And then it was what was billed as the suburb series, Spruce Grove against Sherwood Park in the North Final. And your Saints able to win it in six after dropping the first two games in Sherwood Park. So, I mean, I guess second straight series, you won four in a row, though this one wasn't right off the top. I mean, I know this was a really uh, hyped up series. And I, I want to get your take on this because a lot of people said to me that th- there are these were teams playing contrasting styles. True or false? And if so, what were those two different styles? Yeah, I think so. They, they had a lot of talented forwards uh, and some guys from the back end that could push the pace. And, and they like to have the game flowing in a run against style. And, and we, we believe in that too. We want to be a very fast team in transition. But transition happens in, in different ways. You could be four-check transition. You can track and turn a puck over and transition quick and 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 we're a puck pressure team so i think we play a little bit more of a tighter short support game and they like to lengthen the game out and so because of that it seems to appear with the shooting contrast and styles um and uh i think again we're a very fit group and and the energy started to take over the series went on there the alberta league got four games in five days and to manage events correctly if we felt like we did even though we lost in one two we had a lot of uh, energy against three Bram Steven joining us at Inside Sports, head coach of the Spruce Grove Saints. They will play Brooks in game one of the AJHL Championship Series tomorrow in Brooks. Brooks is also hosting the uh, Junior A Championship Tournament coming up in May. Uh, a little bit about your team here, Bram. I mean, you mentioned, uh, obviously, you know, transition game and, and playing hard on the puck. Uh, I, as a coach, you got to make sure that you have that commitment, but you always need a few, few a few players to, to lead the way with that too. When did you sense you were getting that so-called you know buy-in from your team, or maybe some guys were really taking the bull by the horns and, and leading other players in that style of play too? Yeah, I think you know we had success last year playing the same style. I think last year we had a little bit more offensive punch in the roster. Uh, this year. We had a hockey team that was banged up quite a bit starting about uh, beginning of November, really. And uh, for several months there, we, we were keeping together rosters. We had over 40 or 50 affiliate played teams for, on our roster. And we didn't really get healthy until I'd say probably midway through the Bonneville series. And for the first time all year, well, since early in the year, we were, we were a healthy hockey club. So buy-in, it was, it was a bit of a, a touch-and-go thing there for a while. It's hard to see the results when you're struggling a little bit. and wasn't a typical thing here for us. But around mid-February, beginning of February, things started to come around, and, and our guys started to really play hard both ways consistently. And uh, then when we got healthy, we were a pretty tough team to play against now. All right, so now you play Brooks. I mean, everybody knows the story. They were 57-3 and in the regular season, and I did not misspeak there. They were 57-3, and and they lost the first game. So, I mean, you're going to be underdogs, but, I mean, do you even worry about that? Like, do you, do you, like I guess the series starts 0-0. Yeah. I think there's a few things, if you look at the numbers, that make us believe that we, we have a good chance. First of all, we were one of the teams that gave them one of their losses. Um, second, both teams have lost three games to playoffs, and we played an extra round. 
So try to throw out some of the stuff fire out the window. And then third, like I alluded to before, we just feel like we're a bit of a different thing. Our makeup's a little bit different now that we're healthier. And, and we're a team that can, can really pressure other teams to throw them off of the game. So we're, we're looking forward to it. The group also has experience. We, we beat the number one team in the country in the AJHL final last year. So, so the group feels quite confident. It'll be, it'll be fun series for sure. Well, I remember following that series. And then who did you play out of BC again? Wenatchee, they were very good. They were good off. We ran into a bit of a bulldozer there. Right, okay. Well, Bram, I mean, great story again for the Saints. I know that was an awesome series between you guys and Sherwood Park. So uh, all the best to Brett Brooks. It's going to be fun to follow this. Are you in Brooks already or are you on the bus? Yeah, we're on the bus on the way there. We'll be there in about an hour. Okay, well, thanks for making time for me on Inside Sports, Bram. We'll have to talk later on in this series. All the best, man. Go get them. All right, thanks very much, Steve. Appreciate it. That is Bram Steven joining us, the head coach of the Spruce Grove Saints. Uh, so they're on their way to Brooks right now for game one tomorrow night. So there's another series we'll be updating for you on Inside Sports tomorrow evening. Warm-up underway here at the Allen Cup in Lacombe. Innisfail taking on Hout Matawaska in a quarterfinal. We have another special guest coming up after the break. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 7.46 live in Lacombe tonight at the Allen Cup. It's been a great evening. Thanks to the Lacombe Generals for being so accommodating. They'll play a semifinal tomorrow night at 8 against Rosetown. And I'm uh, pleased to be joined by one of the all-time greats ever to play for the, well, Bentley Generals uh, at the time. And he, and he grew up in Bentley and got to represent his uh, hometown team for many years, Travis Stevenson. Travis, thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Reed. Appreciate it. It's, uh, it's, really, uh, it's really cool to see you. So uh, you're here now, I guess, as a esteemed alumni of the generals yeah you know it's uh there's a few of us walking around and uh we're, we're pretty proud actually and and uh pretty happy to see how the generals have done this year and uh you'll have to pardon me if i still call them the bentley generals every once well, in a while i still struggle with that too i think this is the third year now in lacombe but yeah. yeah i still well i said minnesota north stars earlier this year before a game between the oilers and the wild yeah. uh and with the generals uh, i was talking to jeff earlier in nine of the last 11 allen cup championship games with with three titles so a very successful uh, very successful franchise and quite frankly winning Alberta is just hard enough well it's uh, you know I had the opportunity to play a few of those playoff matches uh, you know trying to earn the, the Alberta title and then having to go to BC and trying to, to win the McKenzie Cup with the Alberta playoff and some of these teams that come from the east they don't have to play as many games to get here so I think uh, I think it's likely an advantage for the generals to have that to come into these tournaments, you know, with that competition feeling and and uh, but yeah, it's a tough road. All right, so you grew up in uh, in, in Bentley, yes, uh, but you, you you played a whole, whole bunch. We were just looking at your hockey DB page, which you joked is you said is far is far <laughs> from complete, uh, but uh, olds in the AJ. Yes, sir. That, that was your first uh, chance to sort of move along 
a little bit? Actually, it was I played the year in 88-89 was my first year in the AJ with the old Red Deer Rustlers. Okay. And that was the last year, and they uh, they folded that year. Uh, it was owned by Canadian 88 Energy at the time, and they had a draft that year. And I was fortunate enough to just move down the highway a couple 30 minutes to Olds and uh, had a pretty couple pretty successful seasons there. I think two years after I left, uh, Olds had won the Centennial Cup at the time. That's so, right, yeah. So I guess uh, call it part of the building blocks of that championship. And Olds, geez, I, I should know this. It's got to be relatively similar in size to Lacombe, I would think. Yes. Like the Grizzlies would have been really, and still are pretty big there. Very similar towns. I mean, uh, size-wise, uh, you know, the demographic as far as a farming community with a little bit of oil and gas mixed into it and all the big box stores are, are in both locations now. So, yeah, very similar. And then you got a chance to play uh, some post-secondary hockey, uh, hockey as well. So, now, did you get recruited or did you have to try out and earn your way on or how did that go i actually was recruited to Montreal college back in it would have been 1991 and uh was played there for three years under a guy named scotty atkinson who's now coaching the salmon arm junior team out in the bcjhl and then just through progression of the schooling i took uh it was just obvious to go to usc when tim bothwell former new york ranger was coaching the team and uh that year actually my first year at u of a was the last time that would have been 97, the last time the U of, uh, UFC was, beat the U of I was just going to say that because I, I did a show from the series this year, yeah. and I think now it's 16 consecutive series. And not only that, the UFC hasn't won a game. It's, nope. been, it's been 32 games. So you were on the last Dinos team to win a playoff game and a playoff series against the Golden Bears. You betcha. We went to the national championship that year, and God, I'd love to have done that all over again because we, we didn't do well the very first game, but we're one of the stronger teams there. Uh, unfortunate at the time, but yeah, no, uh, uh, UFC hasn't won a series since that year. That it's is crazy. A, that is that is crazy. And yeah. I mean, the, the U of A has been very good. And, yes. But the UFC's had some really good... T- like, I, I went to the series this year, and I think... I mean, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Calgary, I think were might have been three of the top five teams in the country this year. I know UFC didn't get ranked there, but they 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 might have been. But the UFC was stuck in the same league as Alberta and Sask. Yeah, and that's that's always. I mean, you know, you're going to play a U of A at the end of every year. And right. Mark Hall, the coach of uh, the coach of the UFC Dinos right now, a Red Deer boy, born the same age as me. And Mark's done a really good job. And it's, you know. He drives the Zamboni there. He does the recruiting. He does everything for that that group. So uh, he works hard at it, and they'll get back at him one of these years for sure. And Mark, uh, former coach of the Drayton Valley Thunder That's in the right. Alberta Junior Hockey League as well. Yes, okay, I got to ask you about this. You wound up playing in the and what was the Edmonton team? The Sled Dogs. Back in, in the roller day, roller hockey international. You yep. played in a couple. This was a, su- a summer roller hockey league. It was. It was funny enough. I was watching the Calgary News at 11 o'clock one day at the end of the school year, wondering what I was going to do for a summer job. And they advertised this roller hockey league. And Morris Lukowicz was our coach, and Ed Lukowicz was the general manager, the, the curler. And you all know Morris's schedule as far as uh, his career with the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, I told my girlfriend at the time, they said, I think I'm going to do that. So we went and tried out. Uh, Larry Rickman was the owner of the Calgary Rads at the time, you know, prevalent with the Calgary Stampeders. And uh, lasted two years in Calgary, and he folded the team. And then once again, they had kind of a league draft, and I went down to Oakland and played two summers in California. And it was uh, likely the best summer job you could have as a hockey player. 
Yes. Okay, well, first of all, that's cool because you have something in common with Doug Flutie. You're both signed by Rickman. There you right? go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, and so then you played pro hockey, but it was roller hockey yep. in Oakland. So yep. well, how was that team received and supported? You know what? It was funny enough. It was, you know, that would have been back in, oh, gosh, we're talking 2001 right now or or. No, 97, sorry, 96, okay. 97. And you kind of started to catch that Gretzky phenomenon in su- Southern California, okay. being so close to San Jose and playing in all those large buildings. I mean, we got to play in the L.A. Farm and the Shark Tank. Oh, so you're going into the NHL rinks. Yes, we played in all the NHL, NHL rinks for the most part. And it, it, was, it amazed me practicing or doing our pregame skates there, how many, you know, people and kids would come and watch and it was totally attributed to what uh, i believe what Gretzky did in southern california with the la kings so. now had you played roller hockey before trying to this is a really stupid question but had you played roller hockey before playing it professionally <laughs> reed i'm not gonna lie to you my first time on a set of roller skates was about two days before i tried out for the calgary team and i learned very quickly that uh when you fall forward, don't put your hands down first because you'll break your wrists. And because uh, your gloves at the time, there's no, you're not sliding like you are on ice. And a lot of guys made that mistake. But no, it was two two days before camp. I threw a set on or bought a set and was heading down the side of it, sidewalk just to see what it was like. Uh, so how different is the stride for you, people who haven't tried it? It's it's it shortens your stride a bit when you get back to the ice in the fall. It makes it a little bit different. But the hardest part is is the edges when you come back to the ice in the fall. I mean, you could uh, we could actually stop like hockey players by the end of the summer on roller skates, but you have no edge. So you kind of had to lean on your stick a bit to stop, and then once you go back to the ice with that the edge on your skates, it felt like you were going to break your ankles when you when you stopped. So, but it was interesting. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a 4 on 4 league. They used a lighter puck. You could shoot it like crazy, but it was full contact and uh and a lot of people came to watch. It was a lot of fun. Travis Stevenson joining us tonight on Inside Sports, a former Bentley general in Lacombe here watching the generals in the Allen Cup. Uh, I, I gotta, We're getting short on time. I wish we had more time with you, but you were in the movie Mystery Alaska? Yes, sir. That was in 1997 as well. That was, uh, oh, gosh, that's 21 years ago now. So, yes, a lot of time. I was fortunate enough to spend three and a half months in Canmore filming that movie. So... And, and did you have to go through a tryout to make that, or what happened? I originally had, uh, was in the International Hotel in Calgary. I, I tried out for a speaking part, and I didn't get it. And they looked at my resume, and they had some doubling positions and some teaching positions. So I was fortunate enough to get the doubling position. And they did a little further analysis, and I ended up doing all the skill work for the movie. So I wow. uh, spent some time with Russell Crowe and uh, Burt Reynolds teaching them how to stand up on skates. That is amazing. Uh, Travis, we ran out of time, I, which is sad because this was, this was fascinating. You have an, and you obviously have no fear because you're like, <laughs> I'm going to have no roller all experience and I'm just going to go try it for a movie. And thanks for uh, how, many, uh, how many of the Generals Allen Cup championship teams were you on? I, I w- 09 and... No, I actually, my last year was 08. They oh, won you their just first missed one. It. Yeah, I just missed it. Um, I played in three of them. And to be real quick, it's 
kind of sad for my part, but for Kent Beagle, the captain at the time, that was the 100th year anniversary of the Allen Cup, and his jersey went, went into the Hall of Fame. So oh, awesome. it could have been mine, but I'm happy for Kent. And your number's retired, though, by the Generals. What number? It is, number 16. Awesome. Travis, thanks for dropping by. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Maple Leafs beat the Bruins 4-1. Capitals lead the Hurricanes 3-2 with nine minutes left. Hurricanes trying to come back. Avalanche and Flames start at the top of the hour. Blue Jays up 6-5 on the Red Sox in the bottom of the eighth. Thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer, Sean Alford, our engineer here in Lacombe. Thanks to everybody in Lacombe and the Generals for hosting us here at the Allen Cup. The uh, second quarter finals coming up tonight. Semifinals tomorrow, final on Saturday, allencup.ca to get all the information that you need. My name is Reed Wilkins. I will be back at the 630 Chet Studio tomorrow night. Have a great evening. 630 Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chet.